This is The Win, special edition raw, where I share my personal stories of failures and successes as a serial entrepreneur, my views on how to start and grow a business using today's top online marketing and sales strategies. So welcome to The Win, raw with me, your host, Heather Havenwood. Are you over 45, 60? Are you relying on the traditional medical field to help you feel great and get you back to a balanced body? Good luck with that. At e2lab.com, Dr. Don Salio got sick of people complaining about bloating, inflammation, and feeling sluggish. He has created unique, potent, and powerful non-pharmaceutical supplements to help the body rebalance, detox, and get back to being healthy. Go to e2lab.com, getting you back to healthy and balanced. Are you a business owner that has a website but not tech savvy? Do you feel like a hostage to your web guy? The better question is, do you have a money funnel so people come to your page and give you money while you sleep? No? Then go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Imagine having a money site, not a website, for your self-published book, e-commerce products, local practitioners like chiropractors or lawyers. Get a money site, not a website. Go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood. This is The Raw, which is Monday, uh, March 27th. And this is where, um, you know, usually it's a solo show, but I'm going to do something different today. It's called Havenwood Rewind. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually play for you um, a show that I was on Onward Nation. I was interviewed by Stephen Wassner. He is probably one of the best interviewers I've um, been interviewed by. At this point, I've been on over 200 shows. That means I've been interviewed um, 200 times plus. And I find it really interesting because some people really know the art of that, kind of like uh, Barbara Walters. She's an amazing interviewer. So is Oprah Winfrey. But um, this particular show, he just was amazing with me. He really had this grace about him that allowed me to share my personal story. And he actually really pulled a lot of nuggets um, out of me. I think sometimes with a great interviewer, you don't even know it's in you until you you get the question asked. So it's pretty profound. And also people would ask, well, why were you, why are you promoting someone else's show? To be able to be an amazing self-promoter, you've got to be willing to promote other people. And because when you promote um, other people, then you can also shamelessly promote yourself at the same time, right? So I think it's pretty interesting. Um, and also part of that is as um, my own show, I'm always the interviewer, you know what I mean? And I think it'll, it'll allow people to see a different side of me and how I actually get interviewed and vice versa. So I think it's really powerful as somebody who's constantly interviewing others to be interviewed and vice versa. It's kind of like being, you know, watching Oprah get interviewed. It's kind of rare because you always see Oprah doing the interview, Right, it's actually rare when you actually see Oprah getting interviewed. Same thing with Barbara Walters. Actually, she's always the one asking the questions, uh, but it's rare you actually see her interviewed. In fact, I'm just thinking about it. it's, it's it's rare that I've ever seen her interviewed, other than being on the View. So, I'm gonna be I'm gonna go ahead and, and pull off here, and I'm gonna be now introducing you to um, Onward Nation with Stephen Wassner. Enjoy. I hope you really take the time to listen to this entire interview. There's a ton of nuggets in it. And um, if you do find something, you're like, wow, that was really good. Or, oh my God, I could use that. Will you 
you know, will you just do me a favor and email me? Um, I actually do get these emails, media at sexybossinc.com. I would like to know. I'd like to know if this is something that you can take on or you liked or didn't like. Also tell me if you didn't like it as well. But I I just want to hear from you. So um, again, this is uh, Heather Havenwood with The Win. This is The Raw. And now I'm going to be, here it is, Onward Nation. We all know that building and scaling a business is hard work. But when you have the right strategy, the right recipe for success to follow, the action steps become more like ingredients and can be added systematically into your business one ingredient at a time. And that's why I am so excited to introduce our guest today, Heather Ann Havenwood. Heather Ann is a serial entrepreneur and regarded as a top authority in internet marketing and business strategies. Heather Ann has been named by a few as the icon creator or the wizard behind the curtain. In 2006, she started, developed, and grew an online information marketing publishing company from zero revenue to over a million dollars in sales in less than 12 months. Starting without a list, a product, a name, or even an offer, Heather Ann molded her client into a successful guru, now known as an expert in his field. She has instructed, coached, and promoted hundreds of entrepreneurs, leading them down the path to success. She has produced and managed over 350 seminars and events. Welcome to Onward Nation, Heather Ann. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it is a delight and a pleasure and an honor to have you here. I am so excited for this conversation. I just think it's going to be off the charts, epic and amazing. But Heather Ann, I've only given Onward Nation a really brief glimpse into your background. So using one of your metaphors, take us behind the green curtain, if you will, behind the bio in the intro. Tell us more about you and your business, and and then we'll dive in with the questions. Well, thank you for, thanks for that. So I've been an online entrepreneur, wow, since 2001 on accident. You know, I came from the corporate world. I'm out of college. I was in corporate world. I did very well there. And then um, I was fired by corporate world. I didn't know what to do. And so, and I say that because um, when I got, when I got fired from corporate world, I really, my, my life kind of broke down because I thought, wow, I was supposed to do really well for corporate world. And I'm there for 25 years. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Um, and I didn't know what to do, but I knew I didn't want to go back into corporate world. In about 2001, I got into the information marketing business on accident because I saw an infomercial. And it's an interesting story. And here we are today in 2016. And I work from home. Um, I live in Austin, Texas. And basically, my life has been kind of a a journey of up and down and backwards and forwards of figuring out what is the entrepreneur lifestyle? What is being an entrepreneur? And then how do you become a successful entrepreneur? What's that mindset? So that's been my life, I guess, journey. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a master, but I'm hopefully close (laughs) to that process at this point. And now after so many years of uh, figuring it out and kind of skinning my knees, I have now teaching other people and coaching other people in their process of starting and growing their businesses along the way. I'm so glad that you mentioned like skinning your knees because 
you know, you've been at this now for decades onward nation. There is no such thing as an overnight success. Obviously Mm -hmm. Heather Ann has had success, but it's because she's been able to, well, willing to skin her knees, willing to take the risks, willing to make mistakes and fail and improve and improve and improve. That's what leads to success that can be sustained over time. Would you agree with that, Heather Ann? Oh, I completely agree. And it's just a fascinating that you said that because I just got off the slopes of a Colorado last last week. I just got home and I was reminded, you know, I only go get to go skiing once a year nowadays and I, my legs are pretty good, but <laughs> they're not as good as they were when they were six and seven and 10 years old. And I was reminded that is why I like skiing, because it's like business. You know, the really good skiers or snowboarders or, or they're really good, you know, uh, anyone like that. They have to go up and down and up and down, up and down the mountain over and over and over and over and over again. And you're going to fall and you're going to maybe skin your knees. And I just was reminded that the only way to get better to go down the mountain is to what I call go out of your comfort zone and go a little, you know, might be a little scary, might be able to make that turn. And that's what business is all about. And I just kind of had that kind of that aha moment when I'm at the top of the mountain of veil. And I'm thinking to myself, I kind of don't want to go to this mountain. I just want to hang out and have a like a hot toddy right now. But <laughs> at the same time, I, I'm here to ski. You know, I'm here. I paid a lot of money to be here. I'm here to ski. I'm here to get better. And uh, but definitely the adult in me wanted like, let's just hang out, and have a hot toddy or hot chocolate in the cocktail. This looks really nice. Uh, but that's what we're not here to do. We're here to ski and have a good time, but really to get better at the skill set of whatever that is. And that's business. You know, that's what business is all about. People get one thing. The one thing I get my clients get frustrated with is they'll say, oh, my God, another software I have to learn. Or, oh, why do things change? I'm like, welcome to business. Because because <clears throat> especially in online world, things are constantly changing and shifting. And if you're maybe let's say you're a Facebook person where you're dealing with Facebook ads. I mean, how many times just in the last six months, Facebook has changed their guidelines? You know, you have to be willing to allow yourself to be flexible. Yeah. And, 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 and I think when things like that happen, right, when Facebook changes, when Google changes this algorithm or, you know, the lit of things that that we as business owners could go on and on and on about how the environment, the landscape is changing. Let's applaud those because ninety right ninety eight percent of your competitors aren't going to change. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's an opportunity. It's such an opportunity. And you know, I um right now we're we're two thousand sixteen, so we're of course we're in a political year. And I just want to kind of quote Donald Trump recently because he says I mean he actually got slammed for it. He actually got negative slammed for it. But I think it was really interesting because he's a business owner. He said I'm flexible. Um, I will change my mind based on new information. And I found that really fascinating. Of course, you know he. He personally got slammed on a on a political level, but taking that out as a business owner, that's very smart because you might make a decision now based on what you know now, and then all of a sudden something will alter, and you have to move. You can't get mad, right? You have to go. Okay, well, here's what's happening now, um, especially with media buying or anything like that online, software, emails. You know, used to be so- email marketing was awesome, and you would get ninety eight percent deliverability. Not so much anymore. You know, so you have to be willing to alter yourself as a person and not be so stuck. And I think that's one of the challenges when people come out of the corporate world um, that they have going to the entrepreneurial world because it's so flexible and entrep- in the corporate world's not like it takes forever for them to change anything. Right. So that's one of the biggest changes I would say is that you have to be willing to be 
flexible or open to change and learning something new constantly every day. Okay, Onward Nation, this is the type of kind of enthusiasm and passion that you're hearing in Heather Ann's voice. That's what this entire conversation is going to be about. So so get locked in. This is going to be a great conversation, being able to pull the, the best of what Heather Ann has out of her and being able to pass that on to you. Can't even wait to get this started. Let's dive into this first section that I like to call focus and preparation. Preparation because it's so true, Heather Ann, that Greatness is available to all of us if we're willing to do the common things uncommonly well, which is a powerful lesson I learned from one of my mentors, Don Yeager. So Heather, I'm going to start us off with, if you want to call it a secret, if you want to call it a, a time-saving technique, is there something that you can share with us that helps you focus and prepare to tackle your most vital priorities each day? Mm, wow, that's a good question. Honestly, what I would say with that, if I had to really look at it, it's not a it's not a software. It's not a technique. It's a mindset. <laughs> it's a mindset of figuring out quickly what the priorities are and what's going to bring you ROI quickly, right? So there's all kinds of things we can do online and Facebook and um, check our Gmail and whatever, right? But you have, for me, I have to look at what are the things I have to get out now? I call it eating the frog. What are the things I have to get out right now that's going to cause the business movement, aka make money? Right. That's the point of a business, by the way, hence making money. And so um, you have to what I call eat the frog in the morning. So you eat the frog as fast as you possibly can. And so the rest of the day is maybe reconnecting or helping other things out or helping new situations or creating, creating, creating. But you want to eat the frog as fast as possible. So that's my little technique or secret that I do. I love that because if you can accomplish that really difficult, onerous, maybe ugly task onward nation first thing in the morning, yeah. it's kind of liberating. It really frees up kind of the rest of your day. It gives you permission to maybe do those other things that you might enjoy more, right, Heather Ann? Yeah, absolutely. And it also gives you the ability to create, right? So a lot of the things that we have to do, what I call eat the frog, what I call ROI activities, but like eat the frog, it's just a lot more fun to say that versus ROI, um, is Things that we might not be don't like to do. Maybe, maybe you do. I don't know. But it's maybe something that we just kind of dread or maybe it's something that takes up takes up a lot of our energy. But then it gets, frees you up to then create. And that's the honor of being an entrepreneur is we get to create every day. I get to create what I want to say. I get to create a blog post. I get to create a message. I get to create something every day. And I think that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. Love it. So let's take that a little bit deeper. And in this time, let's maybe think of it in the context of, of habits. And so, okay. so do you have a habit or two you strongly believe contributes to your success? A few things. One, I'm really structured with my time, right? So I live by my calendar. Literally. So, and that's a big piece when you're working from home. Uh, you've got to construct your time versus a let other people take your time. That's a big habit that you have to learn, especially coming from corporate world and entrepreneur and you're working from home, right? So there's a lot of, all kinds of things you could do. Take the dog out, you know, whatever, clean the house, whatever. So there's all kinds of things you have to eliminate and you have to focus on what the tasks are. But that's a big, that's a big daily habit. The other thing that I do daily is I exercise every day. That's something I do constantly uh, in the morning as well as in the afternoon. And um, those are daily habits that I constructed in my life a couple of years ago and then they stuck. So those are big ones. And then consistently, actually, this sounds interesting, but it's not, it's eating, right? <laughs> it sounds 
funny and stupid. But when you're an entrepreneur, you can kind of dive into stuff and and um, maybe stay up till three o'clock in the morning and not eat and do stuff like that. You've got to be able to be healthy energetically um, to be able to focus on what you want to do and create. Yeah, I don't think it's silly. I think it's really pragmatic because like you said, is that as entrepreneurs, as maybe stay-at-home business owners, we can get really lost in our schedules. We can wake up at three o'clock in the morning or you know, kind of wake up yeah. at your desk because you've been you know hard-pressed, you know, kind of working on those uh, revenue producing activities and then not paying attention to self-care, right? Yeah. And not paying attention to your diet and exercise and so forth, right? I mean, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And so I am um, I do a lot of fitness. I did a fitness competition back in June and my boyfriend and I work out uh, five times a week and we're very regiment on our food. We're very regiment on our, on our life. And we we're both entrepreneurs and we realize that when we're sick or we're not at our best energetically, our business suffers. Because it's it's kind of even though he's got more employees than I do, it's still the center of us. You know, the business is is kind of centered around our um, ourselves, or at least me. And so when I'm down, the business goes down. It's mm-hmm. it's very correlated. Um, that's not always the best thing to do, but that's just what's happening now as an entrepreneur. So you have to really be in tune with that. You can't just kind of um, what I call let yourself go. And think, well, I just focus on the money and let myself go because they're very correlated. Well, and the other piece that I'm really glad that you addressed here <clears throat> is the whole, you know, work from home piece or being a virtual company. And and, yeah. and the reason why, I mean, that's, that's something near and dear to my heart. Predictive ROI, the company that that I own that's behind Onward Nation that produces Onward Nation, we're a digital agency. We're spread out all over the country. But and and sometimes, you know, companies or clients will look at that and say, really? Like like maybe you're a less than credible company. And 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 I don't and I think that that is changing in leaps and bounds nowadays, and I'm so happy to see it. Where like in the uh, current issue, I think it must be the April issue of Success Magazine, they did an incredible story about work from home and how many companies are really doing that today. Like for example, Automatic, the company behind WordPress, has 400 employees that are spread around the world. They do have kind of an office in San Francisco, but hardly anybody is ever there but 400 employees onward nation and they all work remotely and they love it so i'm really glad that you're kind of championing that uh heather ann because yeah, yeah. it is such a progressive shift and it's just awesome yeah no i love that I, a couple of years ago i tried to well i say tried i did try i did try to do the office thing again um and it just didn't suit me i work really well, better when I'm at home. But I have a team that I constantly talk to. But one of the things that I realize working with a team, if you're the owner of, if you're, if you're the owner, right? Or if you're the boss or the manager operations is that you set the schedule, meaning you set the structure and then you allow them to shift to you, right? So there was a period in my life that I was hiring VAs that they are in the Philippines and they like to work. They're 12 hours ahead, right? So it's opposite. So I was up at midnight and one o'clock in the morning talking to them because that's when they were up. And I no longer do that. Like if you work for me, it's on my time zone, you know? Uh, does it work for me to me be up at five o'clock at midnight or one o'clock in the morning? Does it work for me? So you have to be willing to structure your life such that it works for you and then find people or resources that work for your time zone. You know what I mean? I just think that that's a big piece. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't set up a time in the middle of the day and then they work at midnight. That's fine. But I just want you to realize that as an entrepreneur, you get to choose who you work with and who you don't. And that 
we are in a great period of our lives. I can hire people in Australia and Philippines and in, in Canada and, you know, India, whatever. I can, I get to choose who I work with. I have the whole 6 billion people in the planet to choose from. And that's pretty powerful as an entrepreneur. It's incredibly powerful. And thank you for putting it in that perspective for Onward Nation, because that is powerful. So listen, this is going to sound a little bit strange, right? Because you're starting us off with this really, really great momentum. You're giving us some great lessons. And now, I want to switch gears and move over to overcoming obstacles. So tell us about that challenging time, that situation, Heather Ann, that could have devastated, maybe even ruined your business, but you persisted. You made the tough decisions. And now that once painful memory serves more as an invaluable learning experience. Tell us that story. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's a period in my life that I wouldn't share the stories, but now I do share the story and that I call it from bankruptcy to sexy boss. It's actually why my, I have a book out called sexy boss and it came out of this particular situation. It could have been a tragedy or you could, could look at it a lot of different ways. So what happened is, is back in, like you said, in my bio, 2006, 2007, I built a business and uh, with a partner um, and he was the face of the business. And I was like the operations and, and dealing with all the other details of the online side. And uh, we built the business from zero to a million dollars. And we do, we're doing very well. And then I came home one day from an event I was out of town for, for the weekend. And I came home and uh, everything was gone. Computers were gone. Merchant accounts were switched off. Bank accounts were empty. Everything was uh, gone overnight. Boom. And there was nothing I could do about it. And I went into bankruptcy. Um, my I was living in a house. The house went to foreclosure within 30 days. I had no money. And um, I was, well, I lived in my car, basically ended up living in my car with my dog and my, and it was interesting because I had no car payment. So I had a, only one car, only one payment. I had my cell phone. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is, I could live just off my cell phone. This is crazy. So it was um, a very devastating time. Um, I ended up living in Marco Island for about a year after that, because I was living in Florida and I ended up living with a friend on the couch and kind of taking a year off literally just kind of mm, looking around, looking at the ocean, figuring out what happened. Why did that happen to me? A lot of victimization going on in my head. And I finally, one day after a year of staring off into the ocean, I just said, you know what? I'm just done with this. And I want to get back to building again. I'm an entrepreneur at the end of the day. And this is what happened. And I'm ready to build again. And that's when I got in my car and I um, drove west to Austin, Texas. And I started my life from scratch, from nothing here. And that was very humbling for me because I had it in my head. Well, I'm smart. I have a master's degree and that'll never happen to me. And, you know, and when those, something like that happens to you, it can be a very humbling experience. I didn't have a backup plan. There was no daddy. I didn't, I don't know this. The, when I hear about the 20 year olds get to go home back to their parents, I'm like, that's hilarious. I don't have that choice. Um, you know, there was a backup plan. I didn't have a, you know, daddy Warbucks. I didn't, I wasn't married. There was no two incomes. It was just me and my dog, you know, and through that, you find out, at least for myself, found out who I really was. And that's why I call my transformation from bankruptcy to sexy boss. And sexy boss for me is what I call being a leader of oneself. It's being able to own oneself and own who you are and be the boss of your life and be the boss of your mind and say what you want and go after what you want, no matter what. That's what I call being a sexy boss is. All right. And so I think there was a transformation and it took a couple of years for that to happen to 
for me to realize this is who I am. This is what I want. And um, I'm just an entrepreneur. I'm at the bottom at the end of the day. And this is what happens. And it's okay. It's okay to fail. It really gave me this massive permission to fail. And going back to just because, again, it's we're in the political year, Donald Trump, they talk a lot about his bankruptcies and or his failures as business owners. And I start to laugh when they try to attack him on that because I'm like, that's what entrepreneurship is about. It's about creating, failing, creating, failing. That's what our forefathers of the United States, we they gave us this thing called the bankruptcy law. They gave it to us because they wanted us to be an entrepreneur, entrepreneur nation. That was a point. That was the whole point. So as an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to fail. And um, um, so that's what I got out of <laughs> that whole process. <laughs> and here I am today. Uh, it's been almost, almost 10 years since the BK. And yeah, it's just been kind of a journey climbing a new mountain and getting to the top and being very successful for myself. Well, what I love about Heather Ann's story on We're Nation, I mean, there are a lot of different lessons wrapped up into that story. But one that really stuck out for me is she chose to use the word victimization. It is really easy to kind of feel that way when things happen, that we can feel like we were the victim. And sometimes, legitimately, we are, because somebody has done something to us through no fault of your own, as in the case here with Heather Ann. But the point is, is that she felt that way, and that is okay to feel that way. And she sat there and reflected upon it, and then she said, no, this is not going to be my destiny. This is not what my future holds for me, and I'm going to get back. She said, I'm going to get back to building it again, and she did, and yeah. that is awesome. Yeah, thank you for that. And I, I want to say something that when I chose to get in the car and go to Austin, and then that moment, it was definitely a moment. And because the reason I chose Austin, one, because I'm from Texas, so it was kind of like coming back home. But the other piece of that is I, I wanted to be surrounded energetically with people that were up to something. And Austin's a very entrepreneurial city and it's a very young city and people are building and creating and building and creating. And that act affects you. And I was living in Marco Island where the average age is 80 and everyone's dying. That affects you. You know, I'm just giving you an idea there. And that was a great place for me to reflect when I'm surrounded by people with the average age is 80. It was a very interesting time for me. I had some very interesting conversations at Starbucks with some amazing older gentlemen. At the same time, when you want to put yourself in a situation of like, I've got to rebuild, you got to look at your environment and place yourself in the best environment possible, you know? And so that's what I did. And it wasn't overnight. It was a couple of years from me figuring out how am I going to do this? How, you know, took me a while to get an apartment. I mean, all kinds of things. I had to start from scratch. I felt like I was 18 again, you know? So, um, the, that's what my book is about. I actually tell my story in the book, Sexy Boss. And it was for years, I wouldn't tell my story. I wouldn't tell people. I was very embarrassed. And then I came out with the book and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to show my skinned knees and my, um, uh, skinned, you know, elbows. I'm going to show all that because that's the reality of entrepreneurship. So hopefully yeah. it'll help one person out there. Well, and it's, and it's endearing, right? It, it makes you, I don't know what the right word is. Tangible. Real. Yeah. Re <laughs> real. There we go. Yeah. Because you know, it's, it's easy to identify with that because everybody has gone through it 
And, and, and so I think that's pretty smart on your part to be transparent like that. So let, let's think about critical skills. And sure. so what do you think is the most critical skill that business owners need to master in order to thrive today? Mindset, 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 because you can learn uh, a software, you can learn a skill set on how to write email copy, you can learn a skill set on, you know, how to cre- create stuff with, through WordPress or whatever, right? That's a that's a that's a skill, yes, but it's not necessarily what I call the skill that's going to drive people to success, right? It's the mindset. End of the day, it's always a mindset. So um, the habit for people to consider is: what am I thinking about? Right? What am I allowing to come into my my head? Who are you listening to? Are you listening to Onward Nation, or are you listening to something else that's really negative? Right? So you really have to really consider and allow yourself to protect your mind. You got to protect your mind because there's a lot of negativity out there. Right. And so you have to really just kind of protect yourself. That's the biggest, biggest thing. And I had to learn that. I had to learn that. I had to shift who I was talking to, who I was, who I was listening to, what I was reading. It was only then that I move out of that victimization into, okay, I want to build again, but that took a while, right? Because if um, victims like other victims, (laughs) so you attract alike attracts like, so you, um, when you're in that victimization mode, there's people that all sudden surround you that are like oh poor you and poor baby and all this right and you shift that then all of a sudden you have people around you like you could do it come on get out there you could do it so you have to be willing to shift your friends or people that you talk to in your communication in your community and that's why I moved to Austin because I knew there's other entrepreneurs there just the fact there's other entrepreneurs there I knew that I could talk to other people and about what what they're going through and that could relate to them right and they can relate to me and so that was one of the big shifts that's a big one mindset 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 it absolutely is because onward nation and and i know that you've heard me share this lesson a number of different times that i learned from one of my mentors don yeager uh who he then learned this lesson from um coach john wooden and and that was you will never ever ever you will never outperform your inner circle and if you're hanging around with uh, people with the victimization mindset, yeah. or if you're hanging around with people with the abundance mindset and where anything is possible. And those are the people who Heather Ann is hanging out with now, those people with unlimited possibilities where everything can be done, nothing is impossible, everything can be possible, then your your upper end potential is is really unlimited because you have the right mindset, right, Heather Ann? Yeah, absolutely. And one of my um, mentors along the way, Richard Flint, he was definitely a, a mentor of mine during that time and still is today. He said to me, this is a quote, actually, I have it right here next to me. It says, never keep anyone in my life that's not part of my fan club. And when he first said that to me, it was kind of confusing to me because I thought, well, I'm going through my family you know, and uh, my quote unquote, dear friends, who I thought at the time. And all of a sudden, it's interesting when you, you're bankrupt, you don't have any money, your friends are no longer your friends or something, you know, your family all of a sudden like, oh, we can't invite you to parties. It's very interesting. It's very like, oh, wow, I broke and Now you're acting differently around me. So you find who your friends are. But here's the image he shared with me. He said, imagine you're in New Orleans, right? French Quarter. And you're walking down the street and everyone, you know, friends and family are all there. And they could only be in one or two places. So you look up and there's the, if you've been to French Quarter, there, um, the balcony, right? You walk out and you're throwing beads, right? So either your friends are up there, the balcony, and they're cheering you on like, yeah, you can do it. I'm proud of you, right? They're very supportive. Or they're in the gutter, 
of New Orleans and they're grabbing your ankles and they can only be one or two places. And that was that was hard for me to visualize because I started to actually see people that I really do love and care about were the ones grabbing my ankles. And that was just the truth. It's just they were mainly because of their own mindset or maybe because of their own issues, whatever. But that was just what was happening. And I had to begin to remove myself from the situation or not share as much with them and recognize who the the real friends were who were really supporting me. So um, that's a great quote. I look at it every day. Never keep anyone in my life that's not part of my fan club. Love it. And, and so, and, and, and maybe that is it, but my guess is you probably have many. So tell us about the most influential lesson you ever learned from one of your mentors and how that lesson helped you become the business owner you are today. Absolutely. And it's still with Richard Flint and it's a quote and I'll explain the quote. Okay. Because, and at the time when he gave it to me, so at the end with during my bankruptcy and all that, you know, the, the house is gone and BK's done. I was just kind of in this floating space for a couple of years, not sure what to do, what happened again, a lot of victimization and I was really confused. I just was like, you know, that doesn't happen to me. And I didn't, I didn't, it didn't happen in the corporate world. And now here I am an entrepreneur and I failed and there was a lot of stuff going on. I just was what I call spinning, you know? And so the, the thing he gave me as a tool, it's something I use to this day. It was the thing that helped me stop spinning and start to take action, right? In the right direction. And here's the quote. Does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? Does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? Now, I put this question to everything. I mean, everything before I talked to somebody about a project, before I got into a relationship or the relationship I was in or anything, right? Anything. Um, because I noticed that if someone invited me into a project or invited me to a seminar, I would go. But doesn't mean that that was best for me and where I was going, right? So you have to really look at before you buy a product or before you do that project or before you do that podcast, whatever, does it feed your confusion or strengthen your clarity? And the moment you ask the question to yourself, it'll be very clear, right? It's like, oh, it's actually feeding more my confusion. It helps them. It doesn't really help me. It's just, it's causing more confusion in my life. I'm going to let it go. Or, hey, this really strengthens my clarity and where I'm headed, strengthens their clarity. It's a win-win. Let's go for it, right? So, and that happened to be in relationships as well. But that's that's right there, something I look at every day. And he gave that to me. And I started to put that question to every little thing in my life, down to food. I mean, does this feed my confusion or feed my, or feed my clarity? You know, like if I'm going to eat something bad, does it feed your confusion? Yeah right? Or clarity. Is it going to help me be more clear in life? Um, I really think that right there was the thing um, that Mitchell Flint gave me that helped me turn everything around. What, what I love about that is that it's it's not only this, um, this quote, this, you know, short little statement on Word Nation that Heatherine has from one of her mentors. She has turned that into a system. It, she's turned it into like a checks and balance system that she uses to help guide everyday decisions, everything from eating all the way up to, you know, more complex business decisions. That's that's fantastic, Heather. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's and I give that to you. It's a gift. I mean, it was something that he I remember when he gave it to me, we we're on our way to dinner in, in Florida. He was taking me to dinner and he's, I'm like, I'm like really in tears. I'm crying. I'm like, what happened to me? I was really, I was definitely a victim back then, a lot of victimization. And he just said, I want you to start 
to put this question to everything you do, everything you do. And I did, I took it and I still have to the day that the actually the piece of paper that I wrote it down on that day, which has almost been seven or eight years, it's sitting next to my um, computer screen right now. I'm looking at it right now. And it's because it reminds me that especially in today's world, we're constantly being bombarded, right? Facebook and different stuff and bombarded and being invited and you know, come to this webinar, come to that, whatever, you know, we're being bombarded. We're constantly being invited. And as a human being, we love to be invited. I mean, I love to be invited to parties, right? Don't you, Stephen? We all love to be invited to webinars. We love to be invited because the human nature, we love to be invited. The problem with that, it doesn't mean that it's, it's in alignment with where you're going, right? It could be, could not be. You just have to make sure you ask the question. Great litmus test. Yeah, it is. It really is. And that goes on to relationships too. You know, does this relationship in my life, uh, significant or just friend, does this feed my confusion in my life or is it strengthening my clarity? You know, so in the moment you ask the question, you'll, it like pops in your head, like, you know, right. So I hope that helps. <laughs> I, I think it's, I it's think gift. it's tremendous. So thank you for the gift and, and passing it on to Onward Nation. So let's let's talk about magic reset buttons. So Heather Ann, if there was a magic reset button as it relates to starting your business, what what systems would you go mm. back and put into place sooner rather than later and why? Okay. So this is a tactical one, and that's definitely email marketing and consistency of that, right? So that's a tactical one. I think that's one of the lowest hanging fruits of all business owners is they start to get customers and they don't put an email marketing system in place from day one. They'll wait like six years or five years or I don't know, three years depending. And they don't put that into place immediately. Some kind of constant communication with the customer, right? Or how do they get more money out of the customer, i.e. through outside of marketing, affiliate marketing, email marketing, maybe customer service, phone calls, whatever it is, like what I call follow-up marketing, right? That's the biggest one I would put into place. And I put that, I now put that into place in all my businesses. I have seven businesses and I put them all into um, a follow-up sequence, constantly communication, even after they bought the big purchase, right? That's a key one, I think, all marketers and business owners should do because they're just missing out on that revenue. Is there a particular, um, like when I interviewed uh, Kim Garst for episode 58, I know sure. that she's a proponent for uh, for Infusionsoft. We love it too. Is is there a platform of of choice or a system of choice that, that, that really works for you? That's a great question. So um, here's what I say to that. So I do have Infusionsoft for one of my businesses that's pretty kind of complex in that space because you can do a lot of tagging. But the other businesses that I have that one of them is uh, with my boyfriend, it's what I call a weight loss business. I don't use it. I use MailChimp. It's a very simple, simple system. It works, has a high deliverability. He doesn't need all that, you know? And so that's the other thing is it was with what I call uh, some small business owners that are not all online, like physical businesses. I think sometimes they get too complex with the Infusionsoft and they it gets so complex that they don't do anything versus let's just send out an email, you know? Um, so you had to be careful with that. When I worked with the acupuncture, same thing. I had him use Aweber. It's real simple. It's easy to use. He was able to do it. He's not a techie, you know? He, I want him something that he can log in himself and create an email himself as an acupuncturist, you know? So you have to really kind of think about that. Um, but as a techie, 
myself and someone who's online. I love Infusionsoft for obvious reasons, a little tagging and all kind of fun stuff. But I do like Aweber as well. That's my second choice. That's perfect. And and, and that's a great way to to wrap some um, some excellent and practical advice around that because you know for the small business owner um, who where you said like Mailchimp or Aweber is going to be just fine, you know Infusionsoft is going to feel like flying the space shuttle to the grocery store. Oh my god! Store, yeah, right? like I mean, you don't, what is you don't all this stuff? Need to do that. So okay, that's that's perfect. Thank you for putting that in the right context there. So sure. Heather Ann, here's my last question for you. <clears throat> so imagine you're standing in front of a room of brand new business owners, people just like you when you yeah. were starting out. So they're battling their way through the fears and the worries and the doubts and struggles to try and find their footing. So what would be two or three strategies you would recommend that they focus on to best ensure success? Okay, the first thing is mindset. We talked about that already, right? But just to kind of clarify that would be to focus on the mindset of making sure who they are in the process. What I mean by that is that was something I had a hard time with at the beginning. It's like I had to really realize finally that I am an entrepreneur and I create. That's what I do. That is what my job is, is to be an entrepreneur or to be the business owner. You have to actually see themselves as that versus like a dentist. I'm a dentist. No, you're a business owner. Like it's shifting that. So you have to really make sure their mindset's correct. As, as the acupuncturist, when I worked with him, I had to shift into, you know, he's really an acupuncturist, yes, by skill, but he's also a business owner. He had to he had to shift that. And once he focused on that, then his business went up, his ROI went up. That's the first thing. Second thing is, is being a marketer is a good thing. <laughs> and it's okay to be a marketer. Like there's something with that in the space with people like, well, I don't want to be a marketer. I don't want to ask people for money. You're in business to ask people for money. <laughs> so you have to be able to be able to do that and be okay with that and get through that. That's the, that's the number two thing is getting clear on you're in business to make a living, to make money, to make ROI, to ask people for money and you're give them, gonna give them a service or a product for that. That's another thing. The, the last thing is what I call consistent communication with the customer and making sure that they understand that as a business owner, yes, you're bringing in customers or clients or customers buying your products, but the the point of it all is to build a long-term relationship with that customer or client, even if it's online or offline, where they come back again and again and again for that same product or service or another product and service. And so as a business owner, your job is to build that community, i.e. brand, where they have a relationship with you at some level. And that's what business is all about, is building that relationship. Even if it's a chiropractor or a dentist or I have a supplement business, E2, we are constantly building relationship with the customers and what their experience is with our business, with our brand, with our product. So I think that's a big piece that to understand that first coming out of the gate, I would have made a lot more money <laughs> over time if I really understood that versus just focus on the product. Like, oh, here's this widget and it does this. And if you buy it, then you'll get this. And that's it. Like, that's what's happening with GoPro right now. GoPro's stock is down because they haven't actually built a relationship with the customer over time. They just have a product and then people buy the product and it's kind of done, you know? So you have to be willing to have that community and that conversation with the customer because that's where true business comes from this has been such great advice i hope that was helpful oh that my gosh the, the, okay. and, and what i loved about this entire conversation on word nation is is not only did heather ann give us really practical and tactical 
uh, advice, but some great strategies to the stretch across seven different businesses. And she's an author and some great perspective of, you know, having nothing because of the the bankruptcy and the story that she just shared with complete transparency, feeling like a victim, building it back again, moving to a location where she knew that she would be in the right mindset, mindset, mindset. And she really drove that home with passion today. I, I think that that was exceptional. You've given us a ton, Heather Ann, before we close out and say goodbye. Is there any final advice that you want to share? anything you think we might have missed. And then please tell us the best way to connect with you, my friend. Oh, thank you for that. I, you know, honestly, the, the advice I give to everyone is being an entrepreneur <laughs> is hard. <laughs> That's not very good advice, I guess, but it's the truth. I think people get into it and think it's, oh, this is easy. You know, I get to like create my own world. It's like, actually, we're not taught to create our own world from kindergarten to 12th grade. So we have to, it's a new skill set. You have to learn to create your own world and create what you want and actually say what you want and go after what you want. So um, it's okay to feel uncomfortable with that. And it's okay to feel uncomfortable asking for your client for money, but that's what the whole point is. So that's my advice to you and to focus on your clarity. So taking that question, does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? Take that question to everything in your life and you'll start to see changes in your life. To get in touch with me, feel free to get in touch with me at heatherhavenwood.com and sexybossinc.com. Sexybossinc.com is actually my book about women entrepreneurship. So if you're a female, feel free to go there. And honestly, I'm actually, we talked about this prior, Stephen, I'm actually coming out with my own podcast. It's coming, coming out at the end of March. So please watch that for on iTunes. I'd love for you guys to, to come get in the game with me. I'm going to be talking about winning and entrepreneurship and money and just talking about how the game of entrepreneurship is really just a game. And once you understand the rules of it, it's all good. So I'd love to just, you know, and connect with you guys on LinkedIn or heatherhavenwood.com or sexybossinc.com. It's fantastic. And and so Heather and before before we go, I just want to make sure that we that we're not remiss that we don't miss this opportunity, I should say. So the name of your podcast again is going to be Win Entrepreneur Money. Awesome. So look for it uh onward nation in itunes toward the end of march it's going to be awesome just like that same sort of enthusiasm and passion that you heard in heather ann's voice and in all of the the wisdom that she shared with us this morning is going to transcend over into her own podcast but the key is, again, no matter how many notes you took and you hear me give you this kind of closing sort of recommendation, if you will, or urging that all of our great guests give great um, you know, wisdom and information and advice, but no matter how many notes you took, you have to take action. You have to have to take Heather Ann's advice. You have to allow that to give you clarity. You have to put that into practice in your business in order to accelerate results. And Heather Ann, we all have the same 86,400 seconds in a day. And I am grateful that you would take time out of your compressed schedule. For Pete's sake, you run seven companies. And for be able to take time out of your schedule to come onto the show, to be our guide, to be our mentor, to be our teacher, to give us this great wisdom and strategy so we can move our businesses onward to that next level. Thank you so much, my friend. Have you wanted to stop swapping your time for money? Ever wanted to leverage your expertise by selling your knowledge to hundreds of people? I call that smart. And now you can easily and effortlessly, without a web guy, create memberships, online courses, coaching programs, 
go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific. Start making money off what you know today. Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific. Our whole world revolves around our smartphones now. You know they say we look at our phones on an average of 150 times a day or more. Look, if you're a small business and want to grow, you need to reach people where they're looking the most. There are smartphones. So text the word START to 72000 now to learn more from our friends at Mobit or go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Mobit. Again, text the word START to 72000 now.